Before we get into the episode, head on over to RighteousFelon.com for all your favorite beef jerky flavors. I'd recommend starting off with the whole shebang craft jerky gift bundle. The jerky is smoky and savory, spicy and sweet. All of your favorites, all in one variety pack. Use promo code OCSN, all lowercase, to get 15% off at checkout. Don't miss this great opportunity. Go to RighteousFelon.com today. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ice Cold Takes podcast. I'm your host, Joey Demeglio, and Happy New Year, everyone. Hope you all enjoyed the holidays. We are back for the first episode in 2023, and joining me today is the one and only Stat Boy Steven to talk about Jimmy Vesey's extension, the World Junior Championship, and Capo Caco's tear. Steven, thanks for joining. How are you? Uh, always fun to join. Yeah, doing well. Happy New Year to you. Best wishes to everyone who's listening in. Uh, happy Rangers winning the cup here. Let's just throw it out there. Um, you never know. Yeah. You never, you never know. You never know. Um, no, doing doing great. Um, actually, uh, went to Sweden last week to uh, to see Henrik Lundqvist tribute night for his team Frölunda, which was a pretty cool experience. So that's been a busy couple of weeks, but in a good way. It's a once in a lifetime experience. That's awesome. I know Sam Rosen was mentioning it, mentioning it, mentioning it on the broadcast. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe you'll throw in Steven's name in there. That'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, he, well, yeah. he's, done, he's, done, he's done that I think once or twice already I mean um, I remember when I was in Calgary in 2019 I was uh, a friend of mine who lives in Calgary got tickets to the Rangers game and he said if you fly in I'll take you to the game for free I'm like sure I'll fly to Calgary for a Rangers game why not and um, before the game during warm-ups I got a picture taken with Leas Anderson uh, and at the time it didn't sound crazy as crazy as it does today um, and they actually showed it on the broadcast, and um, Sam Rosen mentioned my Twitter handle, and that was <laughs> such a weird experience, man. Like growing up in Europe, you don't really feel the same connection with a hockey team as people that you know grew up in New York. Mm-hmm. But that night, I felt like I was actually part of the fan base. You know, having, having Sam Rosen mention your name, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. That's that's something I'll probably never forget. We need to get Sam Rosen on Twitter. That would be awesome. I know Joe. Uh, Sam Rosen on Twitter. I mean, if if Sam Rosen's on Twitter, I, I want to see tweets that also include the words "excuse me." Yes. Where where, where he announces a goal and then and then he just quote tweets himself saying "excuse me." That was Chris Kreider. Excuse excuse me. That was actually it's a bad bad <laughs> yeah, <the> shot. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Sam uh, Rosen. Sam Rosen is a is a legend, man. Of course, of course. One of the one of the best broadcasters to, in the business. Um, yeah. All right, so let's get into these topics. So first up, I mean, the news came out yesterday. Jimmy Vesey was extended for two years, $800,000 per year. That's the cap hit. That's the AAV. Um, the Rangers now have eight forwards under contract for next season with four defensemen and Igor Shosturkin signed as well. Overall, this is a fantastic move for the Rangers. Bottom six forward. That's effective. It's not just some, it's not like a Ryan Reeves or a Dryden Hunt. Like this guy is actually going to do some damage in there. He's a guy that you're going to want to have around. He's played awesome, yeah. awesome yeah. this year. Well, even deserved. if it was, even if it was Ryan Reeves, an $800,000 cap hit is something you can easily bury. Yep. Um, and with a cap hit that low, if, if we have a situation where he's no longer needed, he can, he'll probably be claimed off waivers if the Rangers want to get rid of him. So it's a no-brainer. You know, he came in on a PTO. I was never really a fan of Jimmy Vesey, but he came in on a PTO. He earned a contract. And what is it, like four months into the season, he earned a two-year extension? Good for him. Yeah, he's played really well. He's not the, the goal scorer that everybody thought he was going to be coming out of no, college. No, but look, we always talk about how teams overpay for fourth liners, right? Sammy Blay 1.5, uh, Ryan Reese 1.7. You don't want to pay that much for your for your fourth liners, you know. Getting a guy like Jimmy Vesey who can play up and down the lineup for 800k, that's a bargain. The versatility is really the key here because in a couple of years ago we had a guy like Jesper Fast who was never going to score 30 goals in the season, but for a short amount of time during injuries, moving him up to the top six. 
he did not look out of place. And I think Jimmy Vesey, if we have a major injury for like a week or two, you can easily put him up and, and, and slot him into the top six without him looking out of place. You know, he might drag down the line a little bit, but he, he won't be a detriment to the team. So I'd that rather- versatility is great to have. And for two years, 800K, this is a great deal for the Rangers. You know, there, there's really nothing to dislike about this deal. I'd, I said this on the show yesterday, but I'd rather have VZ be the placeholder in the top six than Barkley Goudreau. It's yeah. Almost like, it's almost like, you know, remember how Colin Blackwell used to, for whatever reason, always be in the, on Panarin's line? And whenever you – I remember it was you that said it, Stephen. It was you that said every every time that you said he shouldn't be in there, shouldn't be on his line, he would score a goal and prove you wrong. That's black. That's what Blackwell did. <laughs> Look, and, and this is nothing against Colin Blackwell, but we're, Colin Blackwell was here. What was it? 2019, 20? What was uh, that? 2020, the lockout or the uh, the COVID oh, short in year. 2020. Yeah, 2020. so the first season of Lafreniere, right? Yes. You you just draft the second and first overall. You don't want a guy like Blackwell in your top six because you want to prep those young kids, you know, those first and second overall picks. You want to prep those for the roles of the top six. It was nothing against Blackwell. It was more that. You want to see other players in that position instead. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. Blackwell, Blackwell was a good player, but not for the role that they were putting him in. Yeah. And, and I the same think, thing yeah. with Jimmy Vesey Jimmy for a couple of games in the top six is fine, but in general, he should be in the bottom six. Yeah. The bottom six, he can be a very effective player for 800,000 a year, I think, mm-hmm. because the amounts have gone up a little bit the last few years with the, uh, the MOU that was signed in 2020, I think 800K might be the league minimum starting next season. So he's earning league minimum salary for two years. I mean, what's not to like? You really can't complain about that. That's a, it's not even for one year either. It's two years. So it's, it's like you think two years from now, what are the contracts going to be like for the Rangers? Um, but yeah, right but now, go ahead. So the rule is that you can bury a contract in the AHL for up to league minimum plus 350k so that means any player that earns 1.15 million or less can be sent down to hartford and not count against cap as long as you stay under that number cap wise there's no risk because those contracts can be buried completely it's becoming an issue when you want to send down a guy making 2 million or 1.7 because you will have a $500,000 cap hit for a guy like Ryan Reeves if he's in your if he's on your AHL team. That's why but it was anything, good to get rid of Reeves for yeah, whatever for they got exactly. for. Got rid you of get him. a fourth fourth round pick for a guy that requested a trade. It was we moved on from Ryan Reeves. He served his purpose, you know, he you know, he he did what he was brought in to do. And when the Rangers no longer had a need for him, they moved on from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jimmy Vesey, look, worst case scenario, they put him on waivers, and I'm, I'm, I can almost guarantee a team claims him. Oh so yeah, he's not, going sure. to, he's not going to be a detriment to anyone's development if the coach uses him right. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the big if. But yeah, let's let's be positive about the coach for now. Yeah, a little over three point four million dollars in dead cap to Shattenkirk, Girardi, and D'Angelo are coming off the books next season. Yeah, Chris Drury yeah. is going to have about sixteen point eight million dollars to sign. Heedle, Blay, Lafreniere, Kravtsov, Gauthier, Miller, and two more mm. roster spots for skaters. Three if they use all twenty three spots and a and a backup goalie. So, yeah. and I don't think, I don't think. Lafreniere is going to get his big boy contract yet. He has not played. He's not been deserving of it. If anything, it's going to be another like Kako or Hedl like bridge deal, where it's like two anywhere between two and two and a half million dollars yeah. for two and years. And yeah, the three with three point four million coming off the books. Finally, you know, you talk, I know. About, a guy like, talk about a guy like Girardi, but Girardi hasn't played for the Rangers since twenty seventeen. Then let's put it this way. Time. Girardi never played a Rangers game in an Adidas jersey. <laughs> it's a funny way to put it. Yeah, yeah. For real. You know? Uh, and he's finally coming off the books after this season. So it's also interesting that they're all right-handed defensemen. 
D'Angelo, Shattenkirk, Girardi. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah, but you're right. <laughs> it's, it's almost like they have a they had, they had a major issue there, but now they have Adam Fox and Jacob Truba and Braden Snyder. So, you know, uh, luckily that issue is resolved. For once, um, let's just have no buyouts. Ah, uh, the buyouts! I hate buyouts because they haunt you forever. Uh, luckily, Brad Richards was a compliance buyout. There's no cap penalty, but he well, yeah. getting paid until 2026, man. Yeah, well, that's a that's no. It's not 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 even close to like what the Mets are doing with Bobby Bonilla. Uh, Bobby Bonilla is getting paid until he's 72. Right. So nowhere yeah. near as bad as that. He, he not, might not even be alive for his last paycheck. <laughs> he might yeah, not even well, live long enough to cash his last paycheck. Yeah. Uh, Rick Di Pietro is getting paid twice by the Islanders, once for his buyout and once as an analyst. Yeah. <laughs> He's awesome. I, I like it. I would love to, to yeah. interview him one day. He, 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 he getting paid until 2029, by the way. Humpty Dumpty. Love that guy. And I think Di Pietro hasn't played since the lockout. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since, like, probably before the lockout, I think. maybe. Yeah, the last time Di Pietro played, Brennan Hoffman was 10 years old. That's nuts. That's nuts. Or nine, yeah. Um, last thing on, like, the, the cap stuff and VZ is um, – of the, all the guys that the Rangers have to re-sign, I don't think it's going to be as much of a problem. I don't think it's going to be a problem based on Lafreniere and Kravtsov's production. I think everyone except Keandre Miller and maybe Philip Heedle are going to get bridge deals. And mm -hmm. uh, in terms of comparables for Heedle's contract, I was trying to look yesterday, and Lawson Kraus, I think, is like has similar, not similar point production, but less points and was kind of drafted in the same um area as as Heedle, like around this not in the same time but in the same point of the first round right Almost. i think Kraus was a 10th overall pick yeah actually yeah you're right yeah. he was a 10th overall pick but he didn't pan out as as well as they thought he was going to his yeah. his after his elc he got like a 1.5 million dollar contract for three years then after that starting this year he's got four i'm gonna pull it up right now it's a uh believe it's come on now load it's a 4.3 million dollar contract for five years and for that's for a guy that's only scored 132 points in 381 games he'll score yeah. he'll has scored uh 20 less points in 100 less games so yeah. the if you give that contract to he'll i could see that making sense yeah look you asked me earlier today uh about comparisons for he'll's contract and I didn't have a lot of time. I was on my way home from work, but yeah. the one guy, this is just like a, like a fast comparison I came up with, Jack Roslovic. Okay. Yeah. You know, he, he played his ELC and then he signed uh, a $2 million extension for two years. And then this past summer, he signed a two-year deal for $4 million AAV. And his production over the last three years has been 29 points, 34 points, 45 points. So it's kind of in line with what Hedl is looking for production-wise. So Hedl on a two-year bridge would make sense. Unfortunately, with Hedl, you have the problem that uh, if you sign him for two years, then he's UFA at the end of his, at the end of his contract. So I think it's going to be either a one-year deal or a three-year deal. So they have at least a little bit more flexibility. I could see, I could see Chris Jury bargaining and going for a one-year deal. I really could. Yeah. Yeah, and and this is another thing with with Hedl, right? You know, you you look at the Rangers cap situation now. You mentioned the uh, the buyouts coming off the books, but you also have a guy like Lindgren at three million a year. He's RFA in twenty twenty four. What are the Rangers going to do there? Are they going to keep him? I mean, the money is not really there anyway. Mm -hmm. But you could talk to a guy like Hedl and say, "Listen, we'll give you a one year deal, and then we'll renegotiate next year." Yeah, it's not out of the question. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm pretty sure Sammy Blake comes off the books as well this upcoming uh -huh. summer. I will, I will go ahead and say yes. Uh, Sammy Blake has not earned his spot on the yeah. Rangers roster here. Um, and, and replacing Halak with a backup goalie earning one million saves you half a million. So there are some small gains you can make cap wise. Oh yeah, yeah. I think the Rangers are going to be fine. 
unless Lafreniere from from here on it just like completely turns it to another level and scores like 50 points by the end of the season or, or 30 points. Yeah. Unless he has some end. like epiphany in in Montreal tonight. Um, Maybe he oh, he like plays well in Montreal. I don't know what it is, but because he's yeah. from there, yeah. I mean, he's only played that once before, and he scored in that game. So, yep, yep. Rangers uh, need it. We need to see more out of him. I I would say from from Lafreniere, yeah. he hasn't had the immediate impact as everyone thought it might have from scratch. So, him. so here's a question for you, right? Okay. Uh, and if you read my tweet a couple of hours ago, you should know the answer to this. But who are the only two French Canadian or Quebec natives to score for the Rangers in Montreal? Together with Lafreniere since 1996. Does it count the playoffs? Uh, just just regular season. Oh damn! I was gonna say St. Louis, but uh, no. since '96, only three Quebec natives have scored for the Rangers in Montreal since 1996. Well, the and Rangers one of them. The Rangers don't do a whole lot of scoring since I've watched the Rangers. The Rangers don't do a whole lot of scoring in Montreal. The Rangers suck ass when they play in Montreal. Right, like they were cursed. Just, like from like 2010 to 2014, they were cursed. They could never score in Montreal. Yeah, they they, they lose games five one in Montreal with yeah. with Lundqvist in that. It was so frustrating. Yeah, it was. Um, it, yeah. It so was one crazy. of them was Sylvain Lefebvre in 2000, and the other one is Derek Brassard in 2016. Brassard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I just wanted to throw. Since you were gonna ask me a quiz question later, I, I thought. Oh I'd yeah, it's coming! Know. It's coming! It's coming! We'll, we'll we'll wait. We'll wait on that one. But um, but yeah, um, Lafreniere, I think he needs to 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 turn it up. Capo Caco has looked fantastic playing on the oh. top line. He has looked great. Kreider's advantage at Capo Caco. Um, it, it's not I'm, just it's not just Caco, but look, I tweeted this a couple of days ago. Since December fifth. And the reason I use December fifth as as the as the, the cutoff date, so to speak, is because that's when the seven game winning streak started. I was just gonna say that's when it started. Yep. The Rangers won seven in a row. I think they won nine of their last eleven. Um, and and it, since December fifth, the even strength scoring has gone up significantly. Um, mm -hmm. And I looked it up. You know. Um, Zibanejad even strength uh, scoring per 60 went from 1.6 to 2.5. Trocek from 0.98 to 2.65. Kako from 1.17 to 2.27. Even Lafreniere, 1.34 to 2.69. That's double. Like mm -hmm. per, per 60 at even strength. It's, it's I'd, ridiculous. I'd say even strength-wise, the Rangers have played well for about a month now. They've played really well. I've been I've been content. With, yeah. with what they've uh with what they've been yeah. able to do at even and, and, and to me to me the the moment where things changed was the third period against uh, the St. Louis Blues. Uh-huh. Where Milan put Lafreniere and Kako with Zibanejad. Now he hasn't he hasn't kept those lines together per se, but giving Kako and Lafreniere in most of those games some better players, some better line mates to play with has really paid off. And look, the only two players in our top nine that have that saw their production go down at even strength in that span are Chris Kreider and Filipino. So, mo like seven out of nine players had an increase in production, and two out of nine had a decrease. I'll take that any day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even yeah. even Panarin, two point eighteen before December fifth, two point ninety five since December fifth at even strength. You know what's and great? Is, what I've what I find crazy is like the, that, like Mercogliano and Larry Brooks and all the writers are all ganging up on Gallant and they're saying, listen, man, you got to get the kids in the top six. Like, this is not good. Uh, I don't know what you're thinking, putting Pedro uh, in there. To me, to me, it's not even about top six. To me, it's about spreading out the talent because one thing Gallant did, he put Kreider with Trojan. I like that move. Yeah, Kreider and Trocek. I was Trocek a big won. fan of Kreider, Trocek, Vizi. I was a big fan of that yeah. third line. But if you have Kreider, Trocek, Vizi as one of your lines, that means that you end up with Panarin, Hedl, Kraftsov, and then Lafreniere, Zibanejad, Kako. You can switch it around here or there, but they were no longer a top six heavy team. 
you know, with the kid line as a third line, that they were spread out and there was, there was talent for them to feed off of. And I think that was the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And now I think putting Kako in a position to succeed and now he's thriving, like he's playing confident. He's playing, he's playing so well down low. No. Setting what up. is it, like nine points in his last 11 games? I think so. I think nine points in the last And he was robbed games. of two of the two, two points on top of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's been robbed all season. How, how did Zibanejad's goal against Tampa become an unassisted goal? Dak became unassisted? <clears throat> it should have been an assist for, I think, Kako and Fox. But I somehow... Or, or Lindgren. Right, somehow Lindgren. They, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, somehow they, you know what? Somehow I think they it, ruled... I think because it def- they said they, it must have been because it went off of a, a Tampa player. Yeah, but like, did the Tampa player have to have control? He didn't pop, have right? possession. No. It just hit a skate. No. It was stupid. Yeah. There's no yeah. way. What? I'm going to check this if, right now. If the Rangers were on a delayed penalty, would they have blown the whistle for a power play? No. Nope. Then, then it shouldn't be an unassisted goal. But look, Kako, I think nine in his last 11, he's been having a good couple of weeks. Let's hope he can build on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Kravtsov has also woken up a little bit. Like at the beginning of the season, I said he didn't look comfortable out there. He looked nervous. He looked shy. Now he's playing with confidence. Now I'm ready to judge him. I'm ready to judge him from here on out. Like his product production wise, like yeah, he's yeah. He, he seems comfortable and ready to go in the NHL. Let's see what he's able to do with Panarin. Let's see you what know, he's able to do wherever Gallant puts him. Yeah, and Kravtsov is not does not have the production yet, but he reminds me a little bit of Kako. Kako early in the season played really well, but didn't get the points. Right. And somehow Lafreniere was the polar opposite. He he didn't play well, but he got points somehow. You know, he got like a secondary assist on a goal, and like was he even on the ice for that one? Right. So right. It's 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 nice to have players that are contributing even when they're not scoring. And Kako right. and Kravtsov. That's something you can build on. The, the thing that I love the most is that every time Kako and Kravtsov are out there, like you, you kind of tend to notice them. Like they're not just like skating or whatever. Like I always look to see if they're out there, of course, but like they have the puck. They're doing something. Kravtsov has gone between the legs with the puck three out of four, four games now, right? Like yeah. no Rangers forward does that. The only guy that does that is Panarin or Zibanejad. Zibanejad really. And in, you can count the number of times it's been done on one hand in the past, like, three years. I said this yesterday, too, on, on whatever show mm-hmm. I was on. But um, the, the he's he's not afraid to make any moves. He made Hedman look like he, – he made him look like a, an AHL-level defender. Oh, dude, that was, that was such an awesome play. Unfortunately, it didn't result in a goal. Right, but right. But that, compare that to opening night where Hedman shoved him into the boards and he went I over. I totally he, forgot about that, too. Totally forgot it's, about that. It's polar opposites, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like I like what I'm seeing from Kravtsov, from Kako. Julian Gauthier, like I told you before we started recording, has been awesome all year. He should never come out of the lineup. I was very, very pissed off when Gallant took him out of the lineup. I, I don't know what it is now, but penalties drawn per 60, it was like ranked eighth. I know you saw that. I know you saw me you post that the other day. Oh, no. but it, penalties drawn per 60 is, is one of my favorite stats to prove that fourth liners can have yeah. an impact even, even when they're not scoring. Yeah, man. He's like he's completely noticeable. The opposing defenders have no clue what to do with him. Like he dips his shoulder, he goes around, he'll get taken down in front of the net. If he if he doesn't have the angle around the defender, he'll cut back and he'll set something up. He's a great but player. His one move, his, his signature move actually resulted in a goal now. Oh, yes, yes, against the Islanders. He crossed he crossed Valley's Royal Road. And instead of going like all the way across the goalie, but put it between the legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I think the couple of weeks in Hartford really helped him like, like perfect that move, you know, like mm-hmm. put a little bit more finesse on that move. Because you have more time, you have more more space to make that move work so you can refine it a little bit and look Gautier when he's on the ice he's making things happen he he may not be a 20 30 goal scorer in the league but on the fourth line he he makes things happen he draws penalties he he creates scoring chances uh in possession he he skates the puck out of your own zone it's a good guy to have and and i hope he sticks around yeah 
I think I was talking to Rob Luker about it. Like, you know, he was a first round pick. Like uh, we were talking also before about like how VZ was came yeah, out of, um, came out of college. He was drafted the same year as Adam Fox and Ryan Lindman. Right, but like where you're drafted, you know what I mean. Like sometimes you don't turn into that player that you were drafted as, right? So like VZ yeah. is now instead of being a top line scorer, he's more of a bottom six defender. Same thing with Goche. He was always a scorer. He scored in every league he played in, like 40, 50 goals, whatever it was. He scored thirty in the AHL. He's a he's a bottom six player. Brian Boyle, when he was drafted, he was a first round pick. Brian Boyle, and you know what he turned into be a fourth line player. Yeah. So sometimes it does. Sometimes you're drafted high, but it it doesn't pan out the way that you think it's going to be. Benoit Pouliot was drafted fourth overall. Don't forget by Minnesota. And then when he came to the Rangers, he was a third line scorer. He wasn't a first line winger. He played he played on part with was Broussard and Zuccarello. And that's where he, he made he his value. Part, he was part of maybe the best third line I've seen on the Rangers ever. I yeah, hands down, this best best one of the best lines I've ever seen. Period. Like uh, maybe maybe Nash Broussard Zuccarello. <laughs> I don't know, but no. But Pouliot. as a third line, I don't think we've had better than than Pouliot Broussard Zuccarello. Uh huh. That's a that's a really good one. I miss Zuccarello, man. I always say it. Um, but yeah, that was a fantastic fantastic line. Um. We had a, we had deep teams like we had a lot of centers that we had like Richards we had Stepan, JT Miller eventually came in, Broussard, Anisimov. Anisimov. We had Kevin Hayes like a lot a lot of centers that we that we had Brian Boyle, Dominic Moore, Dubinsky was there yeah. for yeah for a while. yeah yeah that that core that core group of players it, we we had a lot of a lot of good centers like you know middle middle six bottom not or bottom six centers. Like we were just missing that one, like like if we had Zabanajad, maybe we would. You know, get... if if the Rangers drafted Tarasenko instead of Makarath, or if Sharapanov had lived, we may look at a cup in twenty fourteen. Tarasenko, yeah. Hey, maybe they trade for him now. I would rather have Tarasenko than Patrick Kane. Honestly, I I won't dis- I I don't think that's a bad bad idea because Tarasenko is a shooter, right? Uh yeah yeah Tarasenko makes more sense. Look, do we? And I know Kane scores too, but do we need more passers on this team? Mm-hmm. Really? I do I know we? that's a conversation that I've started to have too now. Like and also okay, Panarin and Kane will probably just dance around with the puck we don't have any guys that will just shoot the puck past the goaltender yeah. there's no gabrick on the rangers right now yeah there's this there's this running joke it was like arsenal like the football team in england arsenal that they they never shoot they always try to walk it into the net okay that's kind of like the rangers yes yes but petro kane is also not great at even strength so unless you get him for the power play you're not going to be happy with what he brings. So yeah, yeah. I'll take a Tarasenko. I'll take a Tarasenko. I have Craig Berube's number. I should call him right now and say, "Hey, there you uh, go. What's make it talk? happen. Make it happen. Uh, send me Blay in a second round pick." <laughs> That's so funny. That's what we were talking about yesterday. It's uh, we'll we'll give Sammy Blay back for Tarasenko straight up. <laughs> you know, Canucks fans were talking about we're talking about Lafreniere for JT Miller again, again. And I was saying, all right, all right, Canucks fans, if you want to play like that, I could play like that too. How about Lafreniere for the real Elias Pettersson? Not the second Elias Pettersson they drafted, the real Elias Pettersson, straight Listen, up. Listen, I, I think the other one too. I mean, I'll take Oh, yeah, both. why not? Yeah, throw in your first round pick too. Why not? Look, isn't it, isn't it amazing that we have two players named Elias Pettersson? Uh, we have two players named Sebastian Ajo. Uh, the LA Kings drafted Jack Hughes this past summer, so we have two of those now. <laughs> then there's Alexi Lafreniere and Alex yeah. Laferriere. Laferriere, that's by the he he's on the Kings, right? He's Laferriere. on the Kings. Yeah. <clears throat> the Rangers drafted Adam Edstrom, who plays in Sweden with a defenseman drafted by Montreal named Adam Engstrom. It never ends, man. We have <clears throat> we have Capo Kako and Capo Kakonen. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All these connections are looking great. And and speaking of junior players, let's transition to the World Junior Championship. Brennan Othman and the Team Canada absolutely stole a victory 
from from uh, the United States yesterday. I don't know what was going on there. I think at least one of those goals was uh, a little bit fishy that they called back. At least one, but yeah, both were not. The second one, the second one I could understand because the puck's kind of like underneath the goalie and they're like jabbing at it or whatever. But the first one, come on, man. Like the goalie could had no chance of stopping that. Like that, there's no way. Like he no, could have made also, the save, but there was no no chance he could get over. The player it. getting called for goaltender interference is is in possession of the puck. Yes. <laughs> that that should change the, the the narrative of that call a little bit. But look, it is what it is. Canada is going to the final, so we have two Ranger prospects in the final. Um, we have Brendan Alpen for Team Canada mm-hmm. and Yaroslav Kmelars for Czechia. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who's going to win. Canada, or sorry, Czechia goes for their first gold medal in 22 years. They have not won in 22 years. Their youngest player is 19. So no one on the team has been alive for that last gold medal. Wow. Um, Canada's going for the first gold medal in 22 weeks because they won <laughs> it in August. Um, <laughs> Go Czechia. <laughs> And uh, um, yeah, look, it'll be it'll be the um, I think the seventh time uh, the Rangers have players on opposite sides in the gold medal game. So that'll um, be interesting. I was so from what I saw yesterday, it I didn't see a whole lot of Othman. Now you could correct me if I'm wrong, but he looked a little slow out there. He didn't he didn't look as impactful as he has in like the previous games. Like there was a game before where he had a beautiful setup on the power play. Like, he looked really, really good with the puck. He had, like, one really good play in the game, and uh, it was like a deflection on the power play. He almost buried it, but it went a little bit wide, I think. It was in the second period. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he looked he looked a little off. Have you have you spoken to him? I know your relationship with him is is fantastic. That's just a, an awesome – it's a thing of beauty. I hope you, you guys uh, continue to talk and stuff. Um, yeah, no, I, I spoke to him yesterday, actually. Um, I, I wish him a happy birthday, because uh, today's his birthday. Okay. He's turning 20. Um, so we're either going to have Brennan Hoffman winning a gold medal on his birthday, or we're going to have Jaroslav Kmelaris winning a gold medal for Czechia that I haven't won in two decades. Either way, it's going to be special. Um, but I spoke to both of them uh, throughout the last two weeks. You know, just not not like massive conversations, but just, you know, Checking in, sending a message here or there, just wishing them all the best. And man, Kmalars yesterday after that game, he was he was he was thrilled. He was so happy to be in the final. And the it's it's gonna be hard for me to root against either one of them or for either one of them. I'm just gonna watch that game tonight and just and just enjoy it. You know, just hope for um, a good game. It's gonna it's gonna be a great game. You know, either way, the Rangers are gonna uh, one Ranger is going to walk away with a gold medal. That narrative is going to be so great. Like in a couple of years, like let's, I hope both of those guys get on the Rangers and, and like we could, in like five years from now, we could have a lighthearted moment. Like, oh, you remember that time I, I decked you or whatever? And then I bought you a steak dinner. Oh, remember that time we played in the gold medals game and then I won? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. The, 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 the whole steak dinner story was pretty cool, right? Um, yeah. So in the tournament last August, uh, Schmelars hit Othman into, into the boards. And Othman needed, like, he went to the bench, he needed some attention and was a bit out of it. But, you know, they were fine. They they met after the game. And Ekbalar said, you know, next time we'll we'll meet in New York, I'll buy you a steak dinner. So, unfortunately, he wasn't at prospect camp because uh, the Rangers told him to uh, to stay with Czechia over the summer. Um, but maybe this upcoming summer in July, uh, when the Rangers have their prospect development camp, Brendan Hoffman might get that steak dinner now. So they should this is like the premise for a Cobra Kai TV series. Like honestly, like it's like from rival rival teams, like Czechia's in the finals, Canada's in the finals. It's like it's Johnny versus Danny, Danny LaRusso. <laughs> you yeah. <laughs> no, but either way, you know, whoever's gonna win tonight, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun for Ranger fans because they have something to talk about. It's gonna be a Ranger prospect with a gold medal. Mm-hmm. I gotta have to. I'm gonna have to find a way to put that game on while streaming the uh, the Rangers game. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That'd be a, that'd be a, a fun, a fun little like picture in picture kind of split screen action going yeah. on there. Um, I can actually, I can send you the YouTube link if you want. Oh, I have NHL Net. It's on NHL Network. It'll be on NHL oh, Network. It? I'm okay. Assuming. Okay. Is it? I'm assuming it will be. It better be because yesterday's game was on NHL Network. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. World Junior Championship gold medal game. NHL Network. I'm also gonna shout out um, on here, uh, Jackie Redman. Kevin Weeks and Mike Ruff. That's a that's a fantastic like trio there. Like they, I caught a little bit of. I think it was NHL Now right before the game started, and uh, uh, the game started yesterday. Those guys like worked really well together. I would love to get Jackie Redman on the show. I've already had Kevin Weeks. I've already had Mike Ruff. Might have to start hashtag asking for Jackie right after I get Ryan Callahan on the show. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, uh, for Team USA in the bronze medal game, uh, Ranger prospect Noah Lava is playing. Yes, I saw that. I saw He's that. making his tournament debut. He's playing with number eight. So also good to see I would, him, I like, uh, good, good to see him get, getting some action. I'd like to ask you, so um, is it Vicenin? Is that how you pronounce the guy's name? Yeah, it's close from, enough. From, from Finland? Yeah. He had Kali like Vicenin. a Kali Vicenin. He looked Kali pretty Vicenin, good. Yeah. Yeah, he looked pretty he, good the first few games, right? Like, I don't know what happened was, with Finland, but they, they he looked great. So when a team is eliminated, they announce the top three players for the team, and he was uh-huh. picked as one of the three players for Team Finland. Wow. Okay. So and he was, on the fourth, he was on the fourth line. He made an impact. That first game against Switzerland, they lost 3-2, I think, in overtime. Yeah, he yeah, I was goal, watching he that. He had a goal with an assist. Yeah, he has a really nice shot, actually. <clears throat> yeah, he does. He does. And, you know, we're talking about long-term prospects here. The, the kid was drafted a year and a half ago. So um, don't expect him to make the team, like, next year. But down the line, you know, who knows what, what, what might happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl Haglin was drafted in 2007, I think. When was Carl Haglin drafted? Let me see. Carl Haglin was drafted in. Come on, Elite Prospects is slow today. Yeah, 2007. Um, and he was already 19. So he was drafted eligible in 2006, right? Kala Weissenen at the same age is still four years away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also bringing up prospects too is because it's coming around time that for trade deadline season where the rumors are going to start and you know, the Rangers are probably going to be buyers. Um, we'll have to see how, how much they give up. If it's going to be a lot like last year or if they're going to give up more, like what, what, like what prospects would, would other teams value highly? Obviously Offman, um, but I would see him as a guy that the Rangers would definitely not want to give up. There's, there's the no way there's no, loves him. The organization there's loves no way Chris, Listen, there's no way Chris Drury is trading away the first player he drafted. As you right, 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 right. Exactly. But what other players, like Matthew Robertson, of course, right? Uh, I don't even know how good of a prospect he is. Um, Robertson or Jones. You know, if the, Rangers feel, Jones, yeah. if the Rangers feel that Jones doesn't fit their style, they can move on from Jones and and just try Robertson. Right? If Robertson doesn't work out, they'll figure out something else. But, yeah, there are prospects that they could still trade away. Um, you know, uh, Will Cooley is probably not a guy that they want to part ways go. with, but will be on the radar for some other teams. I think Cooley leads the Wolfpack in goals this season. 
Wolfpack is they're having a rough season this year, but you know. yeah, but we can we can say that every year, man. The Wolfpack suck every year. And there were a couple of years like recently where they tried to to build it up, right? When Jury was like the yeah the GM of the team, yeah, right? and then like last year, and then and then Brodzinski and Greco are called up, and they lose seventeen in a row. <laughs> oh boy, they really needed those guys. When was the last time the Wolfpack actually made noise in the playoffs? Was two thousand four? No idea. No idea. It's not gone to an AHL game. There's just there's just no like there's just no like fun reason to to un- unless you hate yourself, you don't buy season tickets to the Hartford Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you like to hurt yourself like mentally and physically, you you don't you don't go to every Wolfpack game. It's, it's just not fun to watch. <laughs> and there you, there you have it. There's Stephen's first painful ice cold take of the year. <laughs> I, I've, I've been to a Wolfpack game. I enjoyed it because it was my first Wolfpack game. But look, it's just they 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 always they they always disappoint. <laughs> um, yeah. So Turner Elson leads the team in points with seventeen in thirty games. Ugh. What? That's it. Will Will Cooley uh, has eight goals in thirty games. By the way, Ryan Carpenter, eight goals in 10 games since he was sent down. Wow. I almost forgot he existed. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, talk about a guy that, that, that people forget about. By I, the way, I've been speaking liking Brodzinski. Yeah. I've been, I've been liking Brodzinski. But yeah, his wife, Brodzinski's wife is in labor. And as of right now on Thursday, and so the Rangers have called up Gustav Riedal from AHL Hartford. And, uh, Gerard Gallant has not made a decision on whether or not he's going to be in the lineup because he had not been at the facility in, in Montreal to practice. He was on the way. So I'm hoping – I want to see what he looks like. I've never seen him play. But from what I've heard, he's a good skater. He's got a really good shot. Um, might be a good fourth-line piece for the future. I want to see what he looks like. Yeah. He was fun to watch in preseason, to be honest. He was, he was definitely one to keep an eye on in those games. But look – <laughs> the Rangers playing in Montreal. Do you really think that Sammy Blaine is going to be scratched in Montreal as a uh, French Canadian? Yeah. Nah, they're not going to do that to him. Uh, wasn't, I wasn't think... it Glant that put all the uh, all the uh, Michigan guys out on the ice in, in Detroit? Again, again, yeah, in Detroit was it? Um, Cop, like Cop, Vetrano, Truba, Truba, Ma, Ma, Truba, Truba, and then do they have another defender? I know Miller's Wisconsin, right? Yeah. All right, so they wouldn't put him out there. <laughs> Maybe they uh, did no, put him out there just to spite. <laughs> now Lindgren's from Minnesota. Well, Miller's also from Minnesota, but he played for Wisconsin. But yeah, uh, I think Blaze is gonna play. But Riedel getting getting a taste of NHL action, even when it is just practice, that's a good sign. Uh, I liked him in preseason. I think he's a very underrated signing. If he can make a case for himself, I think I, on opening night he should have made the team over Ryan Carpenter. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, but Ryan, Carp- but Ryan Carpenter played for Galand in Vegas, so there's a history there. Yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, 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 so. And also, I think if Reeves wasn't in, involved, like in here too, then the decision would have been a little bit. Like you might have, yeah. he might have had a better chance. He was also, from what I recall, he was one of the last Rangers dropped, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like it was like 24, 25, maybe twenty six players left, and he was one of them. Yeah, and they had to get yeah, down no, to twenty three. I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what's gonna happen with him. Um, yeah, if he doesn't play, then then hopefully the next game. Um. But yeah, how long would Brzezinski be out? Uh, our next game is on Saturday, I think. Mm-hmm. Afternoon game against the Devils. One PM against the Devils. I might actually watch that game on NHL Network because if it's EJ Raddick calling the game, he did a nice job with it against the Stars months ago. So, so show some support for my uh, mm-hmm. one of my my former guests on the show. Um, also, before, speaking, of, before, speaking of former guests, man, I was so happy when Kevin Weeks responded, man. <laughs> Man, oh man, it, the th- that was like one of the best days. Like honestly, like in the show, like I can't, I can't thank you enough for all the support you you've given me. 
all the support, everyone else. Like, I want to shout yeah. out everybody. Like, it was, it, it was too many it was people fun. to name. Yeah, it was it was fun being able to uh, to help with that, even even though you know, all all I did was retweet and and come up with a uh, with a hashtag. You know, that was the biggest thing. That was the biggest thing. <laughs> it, it was. Um, the hardest part was just saying, like, am I going to piss people off if I say day 64? Am I going to piss ah, people cares? off if I say who day Who cares? 64? Yeah. And it's then Twitter. It like, gonna... Listen, it's Twitter. You're always going to piss someone off. Yeah. So I got into an argument the other day. Someone was saying, like, oh, Sammy Blade needs to be – like, I – the other day they were talking on MSG. I don't know if you saw it, but they used per 60 stats. And you know what they use it on? Hits per 60 with Sammy Blay. And I'm like, of all the times they use – Per 60 stats, it had to be hits, and it had to be Sammy Blay. And then I saw someone else complaining about it, and someone responded so, okay, to that. So, so here's why I don't like hits as a stat to prove that a player is yeah, good, right? Go ahead. You can only hit players if you don't have the puck. Otherwise, it's interference. Mm -hmm. You can only hit players if your team is chasing the puck. So if you lead your team in hits, that's not a good thing. Same with turnovers. Why is it always the, the players that have the puck the most that have the most turnovers? It's simple, right? If right. you have to puck more, you're going to turn the puck yeah, over. Yeah, you're going to turn it over more, right? Yeah, you, yeah. you play with more risk. And the turnover per 60 stat is flawed. I want a turnover per per 60 possession stat. What do if you mean I by have, possession? Like if I have the puck for 11 minutes over a certain amount of games and I have two turnovers, that's one turnover for every five and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. of possession not five and a half minutes on the ice that would be nice if the nhl started tracking like times you touch the puck times you or like if, if like natural statric and and those sites or or even even uh valley's uh, uh clear site and, analytics track that stuff like and how many times you touched it how long you've had it <clears throat> see I, I i want i don't know if this exists if anyone knows please let me know i want to see a hits plus minus stat and I'll explain what I have in mind. If you hit someone, there's two outcomes. Either your team ends up with the puck or they don't. If your hit results in possession, that is a hit plus. If your team doesn't have possession after the hit, that's a minus. Give me a hits plus minus. Mm, I like that. That will that's like a forechecking kind of stat. Like because, how many times you're in on the rush like that. Like if you Yeah, because away, hits like, in a vacuum are meaningless. As right, right. Like you see, Blay leads the team in hits. Okay, but like, does he drive offense when he's out there? Like, I yeah. Gauthier hits a lot, but he drives the offense on the fourth I think, line. I think Chris Russell got got like a silver stick for setting the NHL record for blocked shots. <laughs> so that, that just means that when he's on the ice, his team never has the puck. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like. So basically, I made an argument like saying if anybody, the guy was saying like, "Oh, Sammy Blay should be out there more because he hits." No, not a single player on this team has it has uh, has as many hits as him. And I'm like, "All right, if you want to copy paste a fourth liner on the Rangers, it's not going to be Blay. It's going to be Julian Gauthier because the guy hits. He's he's fast. He draws penalties and he creates scoring chances. So if you want to copy paste somebody, it's going to be him." No. So that. And that guy had a problem with me, but yeah, to, to what you were saying about how everyone's going to be pissed off on Twitter, it is. But um, I try to make it. I try to to be uh, to be happy. Listen, you, you can you can tweet in the morning that you feel great because you woke <laughs> up with a smile, and and one there will be at least one person offended by it. That, that that's that's just social media. You're always gonna piss someone off. Don't worry about it. You ever see that meme where it's like it's like uh Amer like Twitter is the only place where it's like I like I like pancakes and it's like and then someone so you hate says, waffles. So you hate waffles? Like, no, that's a completely different sentence. <laughs> that's what that's what that conversation with that other guy that I was uh, like talking to on Twitter. That's what it felt like. It's like, oh, so you you don't understand what hockey is then. I'm like, no, you, it is not what I said. I said Sammy Play is not as good as Gauthier. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's funny yeah. how like things could be like misinterpreted and stuff. It's like when you're texting your friends, like you you got to use emojis sometimes to like to, to make sure you're like you're joking or whatever. Um, and he's back to Kevin Weeks. Like I I still like I I DM him and say like you know hope everything's going well. Like I still try and keep in touch with him. Uh, I know he's busy. He just had a kid. 
Um, also, great video of him like breaking news in the in the in the hospital when when the baby was delivered. Yeah, that I was, was, that was perfect. That. I was waiting for that. Um, but yeah, Kevin Weeks, what a great moment. That's uh, I'll say that's the that's the ice cold takes moment of 2022 was having Kevin Weeks on the show, hands down. So so who's who's your target for 2023 then? First first up is Ryan Callahan. I think you can make that happen. I think I can make that happen too. I already got him to. I already got him to respond. Like, remember when the Rangers played Colorado, and uh, and <coughs> Sam Rosen accidentally said, "Here we go with Sam Rosen again." He accidentally said, and then we're going back to Ryan Carpenter. Ryan Car Ryan Callahan cleared waivers today. Excuse me, that's not Callahan. That's Carpenter. I had Callahan on my mind, so I posted that little segment and tagged him. And right away, Callahan quote tweeted it. And that little yeah. thirteen second video had like four hundred thousand impressions. Yeah, no, but look, Callahan, you can get Callahan. He's he's active on social media. He's he's uh, he's a fun guy to talk to. Yeah, I was I was trying to think of like some some like some fun hashtags for him, like Cali on the daily. Um, what was the other one? Uh, forget the I forget what the other one was, but I've just been using hashtag asking for Cali. That's coming back, by the way, too. I started it before the new year, and then I said. Uh, I was gonna start it again this year, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get back to that as soon as I as soon as I can. As soon as I think of something like really clever, I'm gonna post something and, and tag him with it. Did you use the guitar picture I sent you? Um, is that the was that the Gabrick one? Yeah, on the Gabrick goal. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like it, he was jumping. I asked yeah, so I asked Stephen like um for for all the listeners out there. I remembered a specific moment. I was going through Ryan Callahan highlights, and I remembered there was one game where he jumped over, like he jumped so high up in the air. It was like incredible. And like the, the Rangers scored on it. And I was like, wait, Steven, do you remember which one that was? And he sends me a picture of it. Turns out it was Girardi's goal. Was it Girardi? Oh, it was Gabrick. It was Gabrick who shot the Gabrick. puck in overtime against the Islanders in 2013, I believe. And uh, yeah. Callahan jumped like over the goalie's shoulders. Basically, like you could see, is the and you sent me a Photoshop version of it, right? Um, uh, yeah, so uh, my fiance actually found the photo on like an old phone or whatever, but it's uh, it's a Photoshop of Callan holding a guitar. Oh, okay, I'm gonna pull it. I'm gonna Twitter's being really slow right now, uh, for me, but I'm gonna try and pull this up. I have this stuff, it's uh. Uh, let's see. Oh, he's jumping and he's holding a guitar. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, he's so yeah. high up in the air there. I should, yeah, I'm definitely gonna post that and uh, and and say something, say something along those lines. I know he's a big country fan because when when my uncle before my uncle passed away, long time ago, we had a. Um, there was a they called it the True Blue Life event in in New York and it was uh, Callahan Lundquist I think Vinny Prospel was there Brandon Prust and Brian Boyle and Al Troutwig I think was there and um, a couple fans got to ask questions and me being like little pipsqueak eleven year old with glasses and uh, really high voice uh, was like when are you guys gonna live win the cup I asked Callahan that. And then right after my uncle asked, like, oh, who's his favorite country music star? And that was the last question of the thing. So yeah, Callahan's a big country guy. And uh I gotta post that uh that um that picture there. That'll be uh, Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. post that picture. Yeah. All right. Um, so before we wrap it up, I have this uh for the fans out there. I got this for Christmas. My cousin got me the ultimate New York Rangers trivia book. And so I'm going to read Stephen. I'm going to ask Stephen a question, um, and uh, he's going to try and answer it. Let me pull go to the page because it's a multiple choice question. I have the answer here. Um, I did not answer this myself before I looked at the answer. I just want Stephen to answer this. But the question is, Brad Richards and which other players scored nine game-winning goals in 2011-12? Is it A, Carl Hagelin, B, Derek Stepan, C, Ryan Callahan, or D, Marion Gabbard? Uh, uh, I, I, I probably should go with Marion Gabbard. 
final answer? I don't know. You just talked about Ryan Ryan Callahan. Maybe this is just a segue. <laughs> I need the. Yeah, uh, I'll, go with, I'll go with Galbraith. I'm sorry. The answer is C. Ryan Callahan. Oh, <laughs> C. Oh. <laughs> I needed the um. I needed the music in the background. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, or the million. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Music. Do no no. Like when it highlights the answer. I needed yeah. that those sound effects. I need a better production team here. It's just me. Um, but yeah, there you go. The first uh first uh ice cold takes trivia question of the year. We gotta st- next time I have you on, I gotta do like more of those. I, I was saving it. I was saving it for you. because uh, I know you would appreciate that. You always post that kind of stuff on on Twitter. Yeah, no, it's fun. We could just make it a segment. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, but before we wrap it up, anything else you want to add? Um, no, I think we covered everything. Um, yeah, World Juniors gold medal game tonight, of course. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, and yeah, um, oh, I do want to quickly, oh, there it is, quickly show that the red jersey. Um, that is uh, one of the warm-up uh, jerseys uh, from Henrik Lundqvist Trivia Night in uh, in Sweden last week. Man, that's uh, that's gonna be a special one in my in, in our collection. Um, Henrik Henrik Lundqvist, what a guy! One day he'll yeah, be on the show. Man, look, flying to Sweden and attending that game and and hearing people talk about Henrik Lundqvist when he hasn't played for their team in seventeen years. I mean, they they, they treat him like like a god still. Right. I I bet like. Him in in Sweden is like Wayne Gretzky in like in any like Canadian town. Yeah, he he's up there. There are some other Swedes that are like up there with with Henrik Lundqvist. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, but like yeah, but Henrik Lundqvist is 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 the type of player that has feels it feels like it at least has no haters in Sweden. Oh, Everybody, the, the other thing we did, which was pretty cool, we went to Mika Zabanjian's burger restaurant. That was that was cool. He's got a burger restaurant. Yeah, he's like part owner. What in a, in a, doesn't in a this guy thing? do? He's a DJ. He's a hockey player, and he's got a burger restaurant. Yeah. They have Ooh. like they have like a reality show of the burger place because in, in in America we have like like reality shows for everything, like Wahlburgers, like well, the, of the burger he's, joint. He's he's also married to a former Swedish soccer player. So if there was ever a a, a hockey player in Sweden ready for a reality TV show, it's him. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But he has his own burger on the menu. It's literally called the Mika Zibanejad 93. And it's a burger with three different types of onion. Hmm. Surprised no one has told him to uh, get his head out of the fryer and start focusing on hockey. Like they told him about his DJing skills. <laughs> work on your game, kid. Yeah, yeah work on your game, kid. You remember that, like earlier this year, against the the Bruins, they they were. Oh, like, no, he mentioned it. He mentioned, he mentioned it. Yeah, someone told me on Twitter to to focus on hockey, and uh, <laughs> so I I started focusing on hockey. I'll say this though, he did. He focused on hockey, and man, yeah, the guy's on pace for uh, what eighty five points a season. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's and, and we 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 got on him for like his even strength play, but like you said, it has picked up a lot recently. Yeah. Yeah. The Rangers, the Rangers, the theme for this year has been hitting post. Honestly, like they've been pretty unlucky. One of the most I think Trocheck Trocheck alone has like eight. Yeah, and Trocheck alone also misses the net like like fifty percent of the time. I swear he shoots with his eyes closed. That guy sometimes. And some and somehow Trocheck is still fourth on the team in points. Yeah. Yeah. I like him still. I still like yeah. him. I think he's a fantastic skater. Trocek, Trocek is an asset for his face-off abilities alone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for his grandma making them Italian food when they're in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, everything looks good for the Rangers right now. Hopefully they can keep everything going. I am praying, like Ranger fans out there, just pray that Capo Caco doesn't stop scoring points. Like, that this hot streak is on he's on is not just a hot streak and it's just who he is. Just yeah, right no, that's um, who he is. The last time the Rangers played in Montreal, Capo Caco left the game with a shoulder injury, if I remember correctly. Was that last year? 
Oh, man. All right, well, let's uh, exercise some demons there. Play. Is this the first time? No, no, no. We've played Marty. We played St. Louis, like when he coached last year, but we played him at the Garden. It's still such a cool story that St. Louis is coaching Montreal. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. You know what I was thinking of doing? Um, last season, I did um, like a combined roster, like what the lines would look like if it was a 2013-14 plus like 2021-22 Rangers. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm going to do is do 2014-15 Rangers plus 22-23 Rangers. Okay. I, was already, I was already thinking of some crazy combos. Like, um, I'll just I'll, I'll sneak peek it. So, like, the, the D pairs I was thinking, McDonough-Fox. Klein and Miller, and Keith Yandel and Braden Schneider. Oh, Yandel Schneider, that's that's. I have to keep oh. Yandel on the third pair because you know, you know what I mean, like uh, because that's, that's what, what he was used as. <laughs> if if Alain Vigneault is the coach, then that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, Alain Vigneault. Um, yeah. By the way, Vinny Trocheck uh, and Connor Connor McDavid are tied for most posts in the season with nine. What? He's got as many posts as McDavid. Yeah. That's not if you're tied for McDavid in any stat, it must be good. They also had one crossbar, so technically he's ahead of McDavid by one if we just count shots hitting the iron. Wait, they cro- they count crossbar as separate? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's kind of- uh Ovechkin has seven posts, three crossbars, Trocek nine and one, so they are tied for ten total. Seven posts and three crossbars for Ovechkin. And how many goals does he have right now? Um, how many goals does Ovechkin have? So that's like 10 more goals and, you know, like he could, I think he's passed, uh, he's second all time, right? Um, he's tied for third in the league with 28 goals. Ovechkin still kicking ass at at age 37, 38 years old. Uh, Yeah. I think Wayne Gretzky said, it's no longer a question if he will break my record, but when. He will break my record. Oh, a hundred percent, man! Like it's he—he's—he he doesn't seem like he's stopping anytime soon. He looks yeah. like he's in great shape. Uh, he trains a lot in the off season. There's no way he's not going to break the record. I—I I would say, like, I would be shocked—shocked shocked if he didn't end up breaking this record. Plus, By the way, I, I don't know—I don't know who went into edit player mode this season and changed Tage Thompson because. Tate Thompson has 30 goals and 25 assists in 36 games. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's he's a beast. He is like – you know how people say like he's like a player is a unicorn? I had Jamie McLennan say Jacob Truber was a, a unicorn during the playoffs mm-hmm. last season. Tage Thompson is a unicorn for, for yeah. Buffalo. Tage Thompson single-handedly makes the O'Reilly trade a win-win for Buffalo. Oh, yeah. yeah. They lost that trade hands down, and Tage Thompson is turning it about a win-win trade. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, like he is – you take him off. Like they're, they're looking like a better team now. Like I'm, I'm happy for Buffalo. Like I would always pick on them, but now I'm happy for them because they have some good players there. Um, like Tage Thompson. Uh, look, there's it. nothing to hate about the Buffalo Sabres. There's nothing to like either. It's just – I do like, love – I do love the throwback jerseys, although it's yeah. not a good. It's like by your definition, is that a good reverse retro jersey or no? Oh, what are we, are we going to get into reverse retro? All right, <laughs> um, the Buffalo Sabers have done a good job with the reverse retro theme. Yes, better than the Rangers. Okay, okay, but it's like it. That's the. It's basically just the old jersey that they had, right? Like in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, but they, it's a mashup with a different design. Okay. So okay. They so mashed up bringing it different. back. Yeah. I so I will say this, and this you want to. This is going to be my ice cold take, and then we'll probably wrap it up. <laughs> the current reverse retro jersey the Rangers have, the Blue Liberty. It is a great third jersey, but a terrible reverse retro jersey. Because there's nothing reverse about it. Mm. It's like it's like getting an assignment in school that you have to draw a picture of a house, and instead you draw a picture of a boat, and it's a beautiful picture, but it's not the assignment. <laughs> oh man, that's a interesting interesting analogy there. It's a so, beautiful jersey, and if they released that as a third jersey, it would have been epic. So you were telling me before we started recording. That this should be like the center. Well, 
if you want to do reverse retro right, you take an old design and then you change something about it. So that metallic Rangers logo on the front with the Liberty logo on the shoulder is, is a design you could go with. They could have gone with a cream colored heritage jersey where you mix the 2012 Winter Classic jersey design that's with the jersey. diagonal New York lettering from the heritage jersey. That's a good, that's a good design. I like that. You could have gone with a uh, royal blue jersey with the 2012 Winter Classic logo because you go back to you, you go back to the late 80s New York jersey, but then you slap the Winter Classic logo on it. Mm -hmm. That's what reverse retro is in my book. You take a retro jersey, you reverse something, you put a new spin on an old design. The Rangers never put a new spin on an old design. They just the first one was terrible, by the way. The 2020 looked like still looks like a practice jersey. The mm. one they have now is much better as a third jersey. But as a reverse retro, yeah, right, it, it, right. As a third they, jersey, they misunderstood they, the assignment. Yeah, yeah. They didn't stick to the to 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 the assignment. It's a beautiful jersey, but it's okay. not a reverse retro in my book. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if I'll if I'll end up buying one of those jerseys. But um anyway, Steven, thanks so much for joining me this week. Um Always a pleasure to have you on, man. Yeah, no, always fun talking to you. And uh, yeah, if uh, if you need help coming up with a slogan for Cali, let me know. All right, ice cold takes, man. Weeks, so we're getting we're gonna get Callahan sooner rather sooner rather than later. Um, that's the goal for for this year. Big things planned for twenty twenty three. Lots of guests that I have on my list. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see we'll see what would um what clever recruiting uh schemes things i do to get these guests uh to respond on twitter uh which is probably how i'm gonna do it because that's how i always do it so be on the lookout for for me like going on a spree of like 30 days asking for certain people to come on my show uh but anyways uh hope you guys enjoy enjoyed the show today go watch uh czechia versus canada in the gold medal game, make sure you watch the Rangers versus Montreal tonight. And uh, don't forget, the Rangers are playing the Devils on Saturday, 1 p.m. That should be a good game. All right, so take it easy. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, Rangers fans. Thank you so much for listening to the Ice Cold Takes podcast this week. Make sure you follow at Ice Cold Takes pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest Rangers info. See you all next week. Time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here